0: We thank you tonight that we have the privilege to give Because when we look at you You are a God who is generous In fact you give your son You said in your word that you love the world That you give your son for us To die for us that So that we, if we believe in him If we receive him We will have eternal life And we will never perish What a wonderful promise What a good news What a powerful reality is that Lord Many of us, we've been changed by that reality. Many of us experience that reality. Our life was changed from meaningless life to a life full of meaning. From a life without peace to a life filled with peace. A life that is filled with love instead of being insecure. Because we know that a great God of the universe loved us. And He demonstrated that love on the cross thousand years ago in Calvary. Thank you that we are loved. We give because we are loved by you. We give cheerfully, willingly for your kingdom as a form of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, if mo sa likod is Okay? That's called the kids' ministry, right? You know, this year we have kids' ministry. Pasalama One of our goals this year is a grow point is to serve uh, sa mga kids. Because when you look at the Bible, Jesus loves kids. Uh, he said, Suffer not kids, uh, don't hinder the kids to come to Him. And as early as possible, we want to minister the gospel to the kids as well. So, naami privilege na to reach out the kids. Uh, there is a palibot and a kids maybe kung mo you can bring them there in the Kids Point Ministry that's one of our goal and we've been praying to improve our kids ministry as well as us as well there is a church okay and by that in your giving it helps us to budget things kung unsay angay na mo improve especially kapalo dyan mo nga igang kayo no and ga pray dyan mo nga ga pray pod mi makabalit mo yung electric pan bagong nga set ng mga electric pan as well so when you give, you enable us to 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 help that as well in that area, okay? Uh, one of our announcement is that there will be an event that is, I think, important uh, for all of us, most of us, I think all of us, okay? naga. Um, this is an event entitled Love Talk, and it's a talk about love, of course, it's love talk. February 16th, that would be Friday, and it's Activate Night, part of SMCI, but... Uh, you can come because we're gonna talk about love because love matters so much in this month okay this is the month of love mga bitter March downing a month okay this is February and people celebrate love and people has a lot of definitions about love so let's talk about love as God define it because God is the inventor creator designer. Of love so get talk about love that would be February okay if you're interested about that last announcement is that if you are um, like attending Grow Point Daba for quite a while at least every Sunday but God tends you consider yourself attender of Grow Point Daba okay uh, we have an event for you so that you will not you will stop attending okay I'm just kidding we have an event for you to welcome you specifically in our family because a lot of people are in the Grow Point Daba feeling I feel ko welcome welcome raga niyo sige. Feeling ako, dili sa inyong family, okay? And we want to communicate that you are part with our family. And we want to encourage you to the next step in your journey as you follow Jesus. If you decided to make grow point about as your home church, okay? If you, dili and I we will have an event for you and it's called Welcome Party. That would be March, tim Saturday, 5 to 7 p.m. That would be, there will be a lot of fun, there will be a lot of food and there will be a lot of fellowship hopefully a lot okay we're praying to be have a lot okay but there will be con- 3f fun food and fellowship and we want to embrace you formally as our um, part of our family as well so if you are interested with that grab your calendar grab your i calendar whatever come and uh, if you can come okay if dili mo ka just tell us because we're going to arrange some date for you, okay? Let's continue our series entitled Upside Down. So tonight, this is a series on the Beatitude. Tonight, it is the fifth series, okay? It's the fifth, right? Yeah, it's the fifth. Okay, so if open your Bible to Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to read to you the Beatitude. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And let's gonna read verse one, so good. Because go back to the beginning, para context when we are gonna talk about specifically verse uh, seven, because that's where our topic tonight is. Okay, Matthew chapter five, verse one. I'm reading from NIV, in, in so naay mga slight changes, I mo keshaw. Probably you're reading a different version uh, compared to me. Okay, NIV Matthew chapter five. The Bible says. Now when Jesus saw the crowds he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. So this is a teaching moment. Verse 3, niyon si Jesus as he began to teach, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth." Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That's our text tonight, the last verse, verse 7. Let's pray. God, we invite you tonight in our midst as we open your word. Holy Spirit, you are our ultimate teacher. So Lord, I am asking for your divine enablement, divine understanding of, For all of us here, give us humility. Enable us to simply understand what you're trying to communicate to us here personally in our lives. And enable us to respond with humility and grace to apply whatever you teach us from this text. Enable me, fill me with your spirit as uh, as I try to communicate to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, we are talking about... um, the Beatitudes, and how many of you are very familiar of the Beatitudes? kayo sa series. How many of you are familiar of the Beatitudes of Jesus? Okay, how many? I will ask the opposite para mo, mo, okay? How many of you are not familiar of the Beatitudes? Asa mo dapit! Dili mo familiar or familiar? I mean what happened to people today okay are you like are you irritated because it's not that it's warm <laughs> I'm asking you okay so feel free okay feel free right okay so we we'll talk about the Beatitudes. I'm asking again how many of you are not so familiar it's okay to be not so familiar with this okay how many of you are familiar good. Now, the Beatitudes of Jesus, if you look at it, this is very common because when I was not yet a Christian, I heard about this, but I don't really understand what this is all about. Blessed are this, blessed are this, and what is this all about? Now, Jesus is talking about an upside down way of living when you follow Him. Now, upside down, as we talked last time, is a a word meaning countercultural. It is not the way the world thinks. Jesus' way of thinking, His way of looking at what should a Christian look like is not the same as the world defines it. It's very countercultural. Let me tell you, if you study Jesus, if you hear about His teaching, if you study Him in the Word, His ways are different from our ways in the world. Example, the world around us values pride. Jesus values humility. The world around us values self promotion. Jesus values self denial. The world around us values, says the world around us says, um, in order to go up, you must go up. Use people to go up. Jesus says, no, the way up is to go down. That's the way of Jesus. In other words, example. If, if you wanna live your life, don't self-preserve your life in fact give your life lose your life in order to live your life that's amazing that's so radical if you call yourself a follower of Jesus you must walk in that kind of path because that's the way of Jesus not the same with the world around us that is so amazing now if you look at the Beatitudes another way of looking the Beatitudes is you can look at the Beatitudes as a series of tests The Beatitudes is the series of tests. What kind of test? You know, sa, sa school of course take test to prove that you are learning the lessons in your school, okay? Ya na exam, na I test, is because to measure do you na Sa lesson na Now in our I'm gonna give you an example of a test today also in a modern way movies then nice story about a a a, a guy ay sonay pakita na lang na kay a guy that has nine ningon babae i na anak how do you prove that okay we see the movie we see in the movie that to prove that na a dna test what's the purpose of the dna test Para i measure, i kung ni-match ang imong DNA. DNA is imong bata, maka ka-anak mo niya, right? So DNA is a measurement, is a mark. Kung nakamatch ba mo. Now in the Beatitudes, if you look at the Beatitudes, the Beatitudes is like that. The Beatitudes is the DNA, the mark, the test, whether you are really a Christian. Because a lot of people think they are Christian, in reality they are not. Because let me ask you a question. What is a Christian? Let me give you a common answer of that question. What is a Christian? Well, people say, a Christian is someone who wears the cross. That's a Christian. Why? Because he wears the cross. Jesus died on the cross. This is a Christian. Uh, okay. Some people say, well, a Christian is someone who goes to church, to a Christian church. If you go to church, you become a Christian? Does it make you a Christian if you go to church? I mean, if you go to McDonald's, does it make you a hamburger? Now, a lot of people think, no, no, no that's very sarcastic, pastor. No, I know it's sarcastic, but let me ask you. When you go to Christian church, does it automatically automatically make you a Christian? No. Okay, so don't think that you go to a Christian church, it makes you a Christian, okay? Whatever, Christian thing, okay? Third, a Christian is someone who has a Bible. Let me tell you, an atheist has a Bible, he's not a Christian, okay? A lot of people has a Bible in their house. They're not a Christian. You can read the Bible, know the Bible, study the Bible, that doesn't make you a Christian. Now, other people say, someone who has a Christian parents. Now, first of ang Christianity is a all right? Just because your parents are Christian, automatically you become a Christian. Now, let me ask you people today in our nation, we are called, the Philippines are called the Christian nation, right? Now, Pilipinas, Christian nation, no, it's not. Let me tell you, I'm not being anti, okay? In anti, whatever, in your mind. Let me tell you, yes, we are Christian oriented, but we are not truly Christian as the Bible tells it. Because all these things symbolize Christianity, but it doesn't make you a Christian, really. Because when you look at the Beatitudes, Christianity is not measured in the external. The way you do that, the way you do this, the way you do that, that doesn't make you a Christian, your action. Christianity, according to Jesus, is this. If you ask Jesus, Lord, what does it mean to be a Christian? Jesus will say, it is a radical to be a Christian. It means to change, to be a radically transformed Christian. By the gospel. Say my cousin That's that's what it means to be a Christian. Now that is a these things are a shallow basis for your Christianity. That doesn't make you a Christian after all. Jesus is a Christian, is someone who is changed in his heart. Now, not perfect change, but now I change. Now I change of desire. Now, I change to love God. Not perfectly loving God, but there's a Desire to love God. If there's no desire in your heart, I doubt it. You're not a Christian. Let me tell you. No matter how many pray, no matter how many pray you prayed, it it doesn't prove that you are. I love you. I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying. You measure it the wrong way. You think you're a Christian because you have a Christian parents. I don't know how you think about this. But that doesn't make you a Christian after all. See, Jesus a Christian is like this. In the first beatitude, a Christian is someone who is poor in Spirit. What does a poor in spirit mean? A person who acknowledges his spiritual and moral bankruptcy before God. To be poor means to be bankrupt because, in reality, according to the Bible, in our, in the eyes of God, all our morality, all our spirituality is zero. The Bible says that all our morality, our righteousness, is like a filthy rag. Kaba huga ng trapo, kana kung na animal, whatever. Na na animal, and then hugo the Bible says that is your morality, that is your righteousness before God. Listen, a Christian realized that. A Christian says, I have no righteousness on my own before God. So he does not trust on his own righteousness, he trusts on the righteousness that God gives to him. That's a Christian? He's Poor in his spirit. A Christian is someone who mourns over sin. He doesn't laugh on sin. He takes sin seriously because he acknowledges sin offends God. It does not just offend him and other people. Sin offends God because sin is a rebellious attempt on God's authority. So a Christian acknowledges that every time he sin he mourns, he repents. That's a Christian third, Jesus, a Christian is meek. In other words, a Christian is someone who is genuinely humble as a result. He niya poor in spirit. He needs to mourn over his sin because that's the reality. He offends God. Now that person becomes genuinely humble and submissive towards God and people, he's not someone who is very protected about himself. He doesn't care about himself anymore because God, he knows God cares for him. He's meek. He's genuinely humble. And third, and a fourth, a Christian is someone who hunger and thirst after righteousness. He is not hungering for a good life. He's not hungering for physical healing. Although it's good to have that desire. But my ultimate desire is to be like God. My ultimate desire is to be like Jesus. I want to grow. I want to be holy like Jesus. That is a Christian. If you say you I'm a Christian and you don't desire to be holy as Christ is holy, you're not. I love you, but you're not. Okay? That is a Christian, what Jesus said. To be a Christian means to be like that. Not perfectly. I'm not saying perfectly you are poor in spirit, perfectly you mourn, perfectly you make, uh, perfectly you hunger. and there's, There is a sense of that. There's a seed of that. There's a little bit of uh, uh, presence of this reality in your life. If you don't have or presence, then you examine yourself Now, the point is not, because I heard some people, I'm trying to be make pastor. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying. Christianity is not trying. This is not about trying. This is Jesus manifesting His life in you. The first step you need to do is not try to do these moral things. It's not about moral things. The first step you need to do is run to Jesus and say, Jesus, I cannot do that. Only you. I need you. You're my Lord. I trust you. That's the hope. That's the purpose of this. Okay? It's not trying to do this. I try to do this. Okay, Uh Pour in spirit, check. Mourn over our sin, mm, progress, okay? Uh, and, uh, no, it's not. Yes, as a Christian, you need to grow in that. But this is a package deal. And tonight, we're going to look at, but before I'm going to look at, I'm going to quote my Lolo, okay? Uh, a pastor in Minnesota. He's my Lolo. Lolo pastor from U.S. of A. His name is John Piper. I'm just kidding. He's not my Lolo, okay? He's a pastor from U.S. of A. John Piper says, with each beatitude, another nail is driven into a coffin. Wow. He says, when you look at the beatitude, with each beatitude, if you study it, it's like there's a nail driven in a coffin. What coffin? Say lungon, say coffin, okay. inside the coffin lies the corpse of a false understanding of salvation people believe they're saved when they are not and he said that person can be saved without being changed that's the false understanding today that I can be a Christian and there's no changes in my life that's a lie if you say I'm a Christian and there's no change in your life there's no increase holiness in your life increased love for God in your life Mm-hmm. I love you enough to tell you, you've been falsely assured. Let me tell you that. Okay? So I I love you enough. This is not a condemning message. This is a heart-searching message. This is an examination time. Look at yourself. This is the mirror. Look at yourself. Am I a Christian? In light of this truth. So tonight, we're going to look at the fifth one, which is blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy, and my goodness, this beatitude is challenging, a little bit challenging, okay? Because this is, uh, most people misunderstand this beatitude, so we're going to talk about that. So here's the outline for the message tonight, are you okay? It's warm and I'm passionate, okay, because it's warm, okay? So here's the outline, we're going to talk about... First, can we going talk what does it mean to be merciful? What does Jesus mean to be merciful? Second, we're gonna talk about the reward of being merciful, which is of Jesus, will be shown mercy. What does it mean to be shown in mercy? And third, let's ask the question how can I grow as a Christian, already merciful, how can I grow in mercy? Three things. Three outline, okay? What is merciful? What does it mean to be shown in mercy? And third, how can I grow in being merciful? First, what is merciful? Now, if you look at the word merciful, let me give you a simple definition. Are you ready? What does it mean to be merciful? It means to be full of mercy. I don't it's a good definition. Merciful, meaning, simple meaning, in the first run in this message, is this, to be merciful simply means to show compassion to someone in need or in affliction to show compassion to someone in need or in affliction, okay? Now, I think the best definition as I study this is from an English Puritan preacher a long, 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 long time ago, okay? Named Thomas Manton. Thomas Manton, now as I study about this word merciful, and I like his definition, I want to use it in this message because it's biblical, okay? Thomas Manton said this, okay? To be merciful means... To have a melting disposition, whereby we lay to heart the miseries of others and are ready in all occasion to be instrumental for the good. Kung na do English na, okay? Let's pause and meditate that. Okay? First, niyon siya, it is a melting disposition. Anong sabot? Pa sa disposition? The word disposition means attitude, a heart. Now melting pasabot is that when you see other people in misery, they struggle sila, mga struggle. Imo attitude is not to be hardened. attitude is to melt. What is a person who has melting attitude? That's that's it. That's the first part of it. Okay? I mean, melt heart. It means compassion. It means that you care. It means that dili kay indifferent when you see people who struggle, especially today nowadays we can see a lot sa home. How? We can see the misery of the world around us. How? How can we see the misery of the world around us? Because in our Facebook post, right? and facebook as you scroll down and there's a lot of people mga domestic helper nga na mga wife and there's a lot of pain there's a lot of misery in the world now a person who is merciful when he see the misery when she saw the misery young heart in the milk that person is not indifferent in other words, he cares, he pauses, and his heart is melt. That's what basabot na melting disposition. Wala na harden yung but it melts towards the misery of other people. Na ikatwong definition is that niyon si don. Not only yung heart melts toward yung disposition towards the misery of other people, but it lays to heart the miseries of others. Mm-pasabot, whenever he saw a miserable person, dilera sa mo yun, luuya sa pagahoman, padayon. Because, yung ano, jyo tao ba? Minyun rata, luuya. Tarapada yun rata, okay? Tasas, to be honest, by nature. Now, just because you feel compassionate to our people, does not make you merciful. Just because you feel it, may ko luuya ni musa nae, nae? Kaoba ni mo ni share, Allah, yung ani ka kaogaling, yung ani yung, yung experience yung kinabu, yung abuse ya, yung ani, and mayo nga, luuya ni musa. If you don't know, you don't have to do it. You don't have do That's not it. Because a person who has a merciful heart, Thomas I'm Melting word by lay to heart. In other words, when he shares misery, you take it to heart. You consider it as your own. You lay it down. In other words, when you see it in your Facebook you don't scroll away and switch off. You, you, you pause and you say, God, be merciful with these people. Because it's easy to switch off, to be honest. It's easy to run away from misery because feeling guilty, kaya, I cannot do that, I cannot help. And you run away from the misery, no. A person is merciful, he lay to heart, he consider it, he think, how can I help? How can I be part of solution? Because a lot of people today criticize. Criticize the government, criticize this, criticize that. But let me tell you, a person who is merciful does not criticize. A person says, how can I be part of the solution rather than part of a problem? How can I help? You see? that That is what it means. And lastly, and are ready in all occasions to be instrumental for their good. In other words, is He's not just feeling compassionate. He acts on that compassion. He doesn't feel it. He doesn't just take it to heart. But He says, How can I help? And then He devised a plan to help. He take it in action. Mercy, in other words, is this. Mercy is simply compassion in action. Mercy is compassion to the miseries and problems and struggles as a result of sin. And then you act in your capability and in your power. If you are capable of doing something, then you do that something. If you are capable of helping, then you help that person. If you are capable of giving encouragement to alleviate the misery, you give that misery. You don't just say, God bless But you pause. How can I help? How can I pray? How can I help, bro? How can I help, sis? You don't just say, God bless. You be an instrument as the hands and feet of Jesus. That is merciful. That is compassion in action. You get me? No. I think the best illustration for this is in the parable of Jesus because Jesus tells a story to illustrate this one time. Because an expert of the law is trying to kind of trap Him. Now I question and then he try to trap Jesus. But Jesus is God. I mean, He knows everything. If you trap Him, you're a loser, okay? You're done. You cannot trap Him. And He has a question about um, the greatest commandment and in, it, they talked about loving your neighbor. And this expert, you know, kind of genius, so who is my neighbor? Because he tried to kind of, yeah, I love your neighbor. And he said, who is my neighbor? How can I apply this practically in my life? And Jesus said, mm-hmm. Let me tell you a story. Here's, here's how to be a neighbor. Because Jesus tells his story. And this is an illustration of mercy. Because one I, I will modernize this. Can I? Modernize this story. So, como illustrate kong mga modern way, it's a modern way of telling the story of Jesus in the ancient times. Okay? So one guy, he's a businessman, he's riding in his car, you know, and then pagrise ang car, in sa street, gikukaw ang car, pagahuman gikastigyo sa, and he's full with blood. You smell the blood, you smell the sweat. Grabe ang pagkulata niya, bunod-bunod yung sa hapit na sa mga And then a pastor came by, pastor, religious guy. You know, serve in the church. A pastor came by, and then you know, pastor, And then the pastor just passed by. And another person who served whatever, sa he still serving in the church. Name's si Oseka person He just passed by. And then the third person is the third person who came by, this third person is, um, is a mob boss, okay? He's a gangsta guy, okay? He's a, he's a, he's a kind of shady character, okay? He's a bugoy. And when he's talking about it, he's are and then he he shows compassion. Heang kita bangan im person. Heang gibandijan. Heang gib heang gib heang gib care tanang gib dalani yung hospital. Then gib katag niya o gib niya sa hotel. And niyon sa sa kung nabe yung just tell me give me. I'm gonna give my credit card. I'm gonna give everything. Take care for this person. That's the modern way, okay? That's what Jesus says. That's that's Jesus' story in the Good Samaritan. Because that is. That is that amazing. And then Jesus okay, who among the three, and he asked this expert of the law, hey man, who among the three truly loves the neighbor? And then the expert of the law, his word is this, the one who shows mercy. Because let me tell you, who shows mercy among the three? Samaritan. The guy. I says, I'm going to help you bro. Your bandages. That is a compassion in action. Imagine, imagine this. If you study this story, every one of them. Na a business. Every one of them. Na I goal. Everyone one le expect na along the way. Na tao Every one of them is a businessman. The, the religious guy is a businessman. The other person is a businessman. Maybe this American is a businessman. Na business. Man. But a person who has mercy is willing to be interrupted in his business to extend help to the person that needs help. That's a merciful person. Willing to be interrupted. Willing to be uncomfortable. Willing to be to interrupt his goals in his day just to show mercy and help to the person in need of help. problema na I know we are merciful, but listen, life is so busy, right? And sometimes na nakapagyay tay ugali, ughabit, we think Christianity is all about us. You know, We think, I'm, I'm reading my Bible, I'm going to church, I'm doing my job, I'm going to work, I'm becoming faithful. And sometimes we define Christianity as like me. It revolves around me. Jesus says, if you look at the Beatitudes, the first four is in that category. But need the fifth Beatitudes, it's no longer here. It flows out there. It's becoming merciful. Because Christianity, spirituality does not revolves around your need. As God is saying, I meet your need. Now go meet other needs. Be merciful, because God is merciful. Be willing to be interrupted. Be willing to be uncomfortable, because listen, helping other people's problem is uncomfortable. You agree? I mean, 'cause I'm not the one kinabuhi, living. I'm not the one going okay? All hard, okay? That is so hard. But Jesus is because that's what that's the blessed person. That's the person who is in my kingdom. He's not just self-focused, self-centered. He longs to help with other people. That's the picture of being a merciful person. Now, if you look at it and if you study it, this that the statement blessed artful, another translation is congratulations to the merciful. Kuyawa tong translation. Okay? That statement, let me tell you guys, that statement is upside down and radical because in the time of Jesus, they were living in a time of Roman, in the Romans. The Romans does not didn't love the word mercy. The Romans despise this word mercy. In fact, what they praise, what they emphasize is strength, power, vengeance. If someone attack you, attack them back. If they kill you, kill all their family, kill all the tribe. That's the mindset of the Romans in Jesus time to be merciful is loser if you are a merciful ninja, don't show mercy that's why if you look at the movies today when when a person is defeated in the ring the people just kill 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 because in their time showing mercy is not a virtue in fact someone says that to show mercy is a disease of the soul so it's not famous in Jesus day Mercy is not famous in jesus day that let me tell you how about our day is it famous in our day do we say blessed are you if you care of others no we don't actually say that we upload that Okay, nice, but we don't really prioritize that. We don't really elevate that in a stature of wow, okay? Because today, here's our mindset. Today we said, blessed is the person who works hard and gains a lot of money, amen? And it says, to insulate himself from all kinds of discomfort and problems. I want to work hard, gain money so that my life will be comfortable. I don't care with people's problems. I just want to insulate myself. So, buy a house in the mountaintop, buy a mansion in the mountaintop, not near with the problematic people in the world, and you just enjoy yourself, watch TV all night, and just enjoy life. That's the blessed person. Wow, you know what? You know what? You hindi A person who is blessed is a person who has a problem. No, Jesus said, no. Blessed person is the one who is merciful. John Calvin. Another lulu na ako sao okay dugay na dugay na ako nga lulu sa lulu sa tanang lulu okay he's one of the preacher in a time of reformation and John Calvin said his word okay John Calvin says the world reckons those who are blessed who are free of outside troubles to attend to their own peace in other words the world congratulate people ng mga problema and then who doesn't care about the problem of people they just take care about themselves that's the world congratulates na si John no. But Christ says, But Christ here says they are blessed who are not only prepared to put up their own troubles, but also take up on others other people to help them in their distress, to freely join them in their trial as it as it were the trial. And he said to get right into their situation that they may gladly extend themselves in their assistance. And you see and this is his interpretation of the beatitude. A truly blessed person, a person who says, How can I help? You're suffering, how can I suffer with you? You are in pain, how can I be in pain? Okay. You are in misery, you are struggling financially, you are struggling emotionally, you are struggling in your Christian life. How can I help? How can I disciple? How can I invest time with you to help you grow? That's being merciful. It's easy to focus on your own spiritual growth, ladies and gentlemen. It's easy to come to church, read the Bible, worship a little bit, go to work, come to church, Bible study. Just take care of your own needs. Jesus is, that's not just a Christian life. Take care of your own spiritual needs and needs. Let me tell you, the Bible always says, I bless you so that you can become a blessing. I'm merciful so that you can be merciful to others. Take care of others. Disciple someone. Invest your life. Be uncomfortable. Because some Christians does not is not willing to make disciples because it takes time, it takes sacrifice. It takes to disciple someone is to enter in that someone's addiction and sin and missingness. Am I right? Mga so ka the disciple ko grabe challenging niya, gahig ulo okay? So, na mga habits nga wala diri, wala didto na batasan pa ko. Ako ga disciple ko, disciple bypass radimi, usahay dili ko sipot. To na bagoy mga bakak diri nga diri. Himahin kustoharan ni dili, okay? Mingli sudan are pag disciple, that's the way because that's a person who shows mercy in spite of that person problem you want to help because you are helped by God. You want to help because God helps you. See, that's a merciful person. You know? you're willing to spend your time, you know, you call the hospital, you're not a man, 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 can you come to the hospital? Yes, I need to come to the hospital, because that's a person who is merciful, he's willing to be interrupted, he's willing to be uncomfortable, he's willing to sacrifice everything for the sake and for the good of others, that's what it means to be merciful, and Jesus, blessed are you, when you're like that, you don't see Christianity as just having my devotion, you know, reading my Bible, attending small group, which is good. It's just fun. But if that's the way you define Christian life, yeah, <laughs> it's not, I love you, it's not a complete picture, okay? Peace, okay? But it's not a complete picture of Christianity. This is what Jesus Christ said, okay? So, let's go to the other one. And we're almost done. That's what it means to be merciful. Second question is Jesus said blessed are merciful for they and this is difficult they will obtain or they will be shown mercy and the question is what does it mean it does it mean I love this because if you read this verse and if you read this verse you think that what does it mean when Jesus says blessed are the merciful for they will mercy the typical interpretation of that verse is this if I am merciful to others, God will be merciful to me. Correct? Yes or no? This is not a trick question, so do mali sa inyo Okay, you okay, answer mo. Okay? And it's a little bit of a trick, but you know. Typically, if you interpret that verse, if I am merciful to other people, God will be merciful. Is that's? Mo ba naging yung verse? Blessed are the merciful. Why? For they will obtain mercy. The merciful will obtain shown mercy. Is that what a verse meant? There's a danger in the interpretation of that. Okay? When you say, if I am merciful, God must be merciful to me because I am merciful to others. There's a danger with that. The danger is, you think you can earn God's mercy by being merciful. And the Bible never teaches that you can earn God's mercy. Here's, here's the reason. If you can earn God's mercy, it is no longer mercy. By definition. Because mercy means you, know, you don't earn it. It's just mercy. You don't earn it, you don't deserve it, it's just mercy. If you think, I am merciful, God must be merciful, you think mercy can be earned, and it's no longer mercy, it's justice. Diba? Kung nating kamot ka, mag-study ka exam, and you got a good score, makaingyong guga. It's mercy? No, it's not. Kipanin ni mo na. Di ba? But if hagbong ka sa exam, anin yunay mo ang instructor sa'yo mo pasgapun ka. Kung sa mana? Mercy. Kigikaluyan raka. Kakabalugo na instructor. Did ka ka kapasar? Okay? Now, you laugh about that. You laugh about that. Let me tell you guys, that's who we are before God. God has an exam. Every one of us failed. God said, no one is righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? Bible says, But let me tell you, Jesus has a perfect score for you. And if you trust Jesus, the score of Jesus can become your score. Amazing! And the reason is like that, because that's the mercy of God. I fail. Jesus passed. And Jesus said, Take my score. Go. You're done! That's the gospel. That's the goodness. Okay? And that's what Jesus does for us. Now, if you understand that's the mercy of God, you can show mercy. The point of this verse is this. The the point of this verse is this. If you have received the mercy of God and experienced the mercy of Jesus, automatically you become merciful. In other words, it's like this. The test that you are really a Christian is that you become merciful. Why? Because a Christian is someone who receives mercy. And because he receives mercy, he becomes merciful because he receives the mercy of God. And as he becomes merciful, he obtains more mercy. Not because he's trying to earn the mercy, it's because God is merciful in the first place in his life. And he extends more mercy. But that's it. You don't earn God's mercy, you receive it by grace. Let me tell you this, okay? Let me show you, um, mm, let me show you a scripture. Okay, Bible verse 9, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 2, okay? This is, this is a little bit pause, insertion ako sa, sa process, sa akong outline, but let me show you Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. This is true of all of us, okay? Paul said to us, this is us, this is our past. If you are a Christian, this is your past. If you are not a Christian yet, this is your present. Peace, but this is the truth of the Bible. Paul said, as for you, you were dead. What kind of dead? i Am still alive? I'm here, okay? But no, spiritually dead. You are dead in your transgression and sin. The moment you sin against God, whatever kind of sin, lying, whatever. The moment you sin, you're dead. That's what the Bible says. Remember the story of Adam and Eve. The moment you disobey you, you, my commandment, you will die. When they eat the fruit, do they die? Yes, spiritually, they die. So the Bible says, when you sin, you're dead before God. You're separated from God. And even the, In which you used to live when you follow the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Not only you're dead, you are a zombie following a demon. That's what it says. The kingdom, the prince of the power of the air is Satan. By default, you are born in the world in sin. And because you are in sin, by default, you don't like God. You don't like God. Let me tell you that. I don't like God. Growing up, I hate God. I go to church, but I don't like God. Okay? Growing up. By default, that's who you are. You are following the devil in your life. You're following the ways of the world. You're trying to be religious, but you're really following the devil. And next, you're dead. Next verse, you all of us, kita All of us also live among them at one time. All of us, no exemption. All of us, are you present? All of us live like that at one time, gratifying the craving of our flesh. Let me tell you, are you selfish? Who is not selfish in this room? I mean, so Pastor, so kasama bagabata dili selfish. Never. I'm always other-centered. I'm always sila, 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 sila. Mojula Sila. that's not true right because by default we're selfish we're gratifying the desires of our selfish nature and following the, its desires and thoughts like the rest we were nature by nature deserving the judgment the wrath of God that's our past that's our spiritual resume that's who we are ladies and gentlemen that's who we are that's who I am But you know what's amazing? init kayo. Amazing bones. I'm dead because of my sin. But here's what God says. Next verse, He says, "But because of His great love for us, God." You love this? But because I love God, I come to church. But because I love Jesus, I open my heart, receive Jesus in my heart. No. <laughs> my goodness. But because of his great love, God moved first. We are not the initiator. God is the one who initiates. We are running from God and God is running for us. Okay? In yan position. The Bible. God. You know, and God is like, come, come. That's us. You're running away. Let me tell you that. Na aka diri, because na pugzanda ka? Maybe. Some of you in the past, stories ay nabasa aunang, baale jo kung ikasikyas. Kwa nun ko Bible study, maha, hanya rong Bible study, okay? Baale jo kung. You're running away from God, and God is running to you. you like that. But God in His mercy, nadakpan ju ka. kadi dinakakalinga was. I love you. Even though you don't love me, I die for you. In your time of rebelliousness, deadness, and sin, I love you. I, am, I love you. Okay? I love this. Because of His great love for us, God, who is what? Rich in mercy. Oh, rich in mercy. And it says, made us alive. You were dead in sin. You love sin. But when you become a Christian, what God did is, God made you alive. Give you a new heart so that you love Jesus, not by force, but by heart. He made you alive. By His mercy. And it says, Even when we were dead in transgression, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up in Christ. God raised us up in Christ. Seated us. I love this word. Seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. It's like this, guys. It's like this, okay? It's like that. You were in the grave. You are in the grave. You're dead, spiritually speaking. But God, in His rich mercy, through Christ Jesus, made you alive. And when sa are alive, sa kapag made alive. Not only He made you alive spiritually, He placed you in Christ, in the glory, with Him. So right now, if you're a Christian, in the eyes of God, you are with Him. You are with Him in glory. Seated with Him in glory. So it's from grave, to glory that's mercy mercy. Okay? that's it guys let me tell you you were dead God made you alive amen because the mercy of Jesus Christ you were made alive from grave glory and municipal. a person who understand that a person becomes merciful because a person realized God is merciful to me when I was dead in sin God helped me when I was following the desires of the devil in my life, God helped me and rescue me. How can I condemn and not forgive other people around me? When I, when I was in that state, God has been merciful to me. That's becoming merciful. In other words, now you understand that people, if people criticize you, they are living in the world. And they have not yet Christ. You don't revenge. You show mercy. Because they are walking with the prince of this world. This is what it means. So, I'm going to give you two things and we're done. What does it mean to be merciful? How can I grow in mercy? Okay, Mercy is compassion in action. When you see a need, you act and meet that need from your heart. And the reward of mercy is obtaining God's mercy to show more of God's mercy in our lives. How can I grow mercy? Two things, I'm done. Okay? Two things and I'm done. How can I grow in a merciful life? What does a merciful life look like? Let's look at Luke chapter 6, 35 to 36, okay? I love this verse. It's going to be fun because this is application moment time, okay? Are you ready for some application? My favorite part of a sermon is application time, okay? So this is going to be fun. Luke chapter 5, no, chapter... Six thirty-five. This is fine. That verse is very fine. Okay, right? Let's read it. Okay, this is how to be merciful, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, let's read it from the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, read it from the heart. But, Whew soft for kayo read. Okay, ready? Begin. Are you a child of God? Okay? How do you know nga, liwat ka sa iyong papa? Mabalaan man, Jun, hindi mo napugsun niyo. Ang imong mga attitude, o yung papa sa imong attitude, na, Jun, I match, di ba? Ili na yung mga pugsun, kay eh. Muguwa, sila, an apple does not fall far from, from, from the tree, okay? Kung unsa ka, papa, makita Jun, na niyo sa imong anak, okay? How do you know, anak ka sa ginoo? Merciful, because your father is Merciful. Now, what is mercy? How do I grow in mercy? First things you need to do tonight is this. Love your enemies. Now, let me ask you, okay? It's heart searching. Let me ask you. How many of you have enemies in this room? Just be honest, okay? Liars go to hell, okay? Mm. How many of you have enemies? What? should Honestly? Honestly? One, one, one. Okay, Good. How many of you have some enemies? Some, right? Some? So good. Many, many enemies. Judd. How many of you ang enemies ni Muusara, Judd? Kung minyo ka, imuang husband or wife. And Pastor, akong enemy, akong ang husband or wife. I'm uh, a single. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love my wife. Okay, my wife is not my enemy. Okay, I love my wife. Okay, I preserve na talk ala sa talk. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're honest, you have some enemies. You have some people that you don't like. Okay, let me let me give you some examples. I mean mm-hmm, okay? Um, ane ng wife husband. Okay, ex is your ex enemy? Mm-hmm. Ah, wala. Wala yung ex today. Wala mga x Okay, okay, good. <laughs> Colleagues! Kaubanin mo sa trabaho. Enemy? na Wala. Okay. It's not bad. Le- listen, let me tell you guys. You don't have to please all people. Bisag kung sa na nakasun okay. mga taong kadiliganahanin mo. So, Jesus has an enemy. I mean, He's perfect. You, you're not. And I'm surprised if you don't have enemy, okay? I'm just surprised. <laughs> um, boss. He's well, not my enemy. I don't like him. Consider nga if you don't like him, okay? Church mates, some of you na so kay ganahan diri sa church. Pag naa magumos sa to o nan, meka diri ra ko to no Christian church mag Come on guys. Gravity. Inga ana so do how many of you are enemies of your pastor? Mingka, wala's you got chance, wala's you got choice, pastor. Wala koy in church. You know, it's fun, but listen guys, let me just may you know there are Christian church. I don't know if inaderes at Waron but there are some Christians who live in bitterness. There are some Christians who are have unforgiving spirit. There are some Christians who heard and asal mga tawo nga deliganan na la ing gikumkum nila na nga kalagot, nga grudge sila kasing-kasing. I don't know some of you tonight maybe you are here tonight. The way the way the first step you need to do this tonight is to show mercy and to show mercy means to forgive. C.S. Lewis, one of my one of my closest friends. <coughs> Just screwed. C.S. Lewis says, okay? C.S. Lewis To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable. Now some means how can I forgive? Kung ni mo ang gibuhat niya, pastor, sa ako kinabuhi, I cannot forgive. You know? It hurts. Look at what he've done. is sila deserving. Okay? Inexcusable. Right? But to be a Christian, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable. Because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. That's it means. That's it. You forgive. Why? Ang forgiveness is not sinner offender centered. The reason dili ka ka forgive because ato ang gisenter sa ato ang forgiveness is ang tawo. Mayon sila dili ko ka forgive why? Tungod sa iyang gibuhat? Of course dika ka forgive kaya mo man siya iyang focus di ba? Nigambe si God forgive because the people are forgivable. Nayonsi God, God anno. No. Nayon see God, forgive because I have forgiven you. You forgive. Not because but because focus on my forgiveness. If I, God, the creator of the universe, rebel against me and I forgive you, you forgive other people. Why are you greater than me that you cannot forgive other people? Come on. Forgive. I know it's hard. I know some of you it's emotional. Maybe some of you it's abuse in the past and of course it's hard because it's abuse in the past but let me tell you no matter how hard no matter how hard it is God can give you and enable you to forgive because if you do not forgive listen ladies and gentlemen if you do not forgive you are just like drinking a poison hoping that person will die that's bitterness that's unforgiveness drinking a poison hope to die you die. You're the one who drink the poison. That's what bitterness. It's a prison. It's a poison. It's a prison. Nelson Mandela says, because na mga tao niya niya, he's the leader in Africa, you know. Nelson Mandela na niya abuse niya and then pagwas niya sa prison niyon you know what? Before I get out in this prison, I must let go of my bitterness and forgiveness. Why? Because even though I'm outside, I'm still in prison. Let me tell you. If you are handling grudges, say Mongasin kasi right now, and you're dealing it, if you there's unforgiveness in your heart, let me tell you you're not free. You are in prison right now. Let me tell you, you are slowly killing yourself because you're drinking poison, hoping that person you hate will die. Actually, you will die, not that person you hate. And Jesus, in loving us, said, I forgive you, you forgive. They are not deserving. Of course, that's the point of forgiveness. Not deserving. You forgive because God has forgiven you. There's a story about a woman, a Dutch woman named Corrytien Boom, Corrytien Boom, um, and his sister Betsy. Uh, God used them to preserve the Jews during Hitler time. The Jews has been gina uh, Hitler atong And they, they are helping these Jews. And one time, they nadakpan sila and in the concentration camp. Dito sa concentration camp, sa mga mga soldier abuse sila, rape sila, gi-kulata sila, and every dummal gi-buat sila sa, sa mga soldier. And one time, by God's grace, wala sila na matay during uh, concentration camp. Nigawa sila, to make the story short. And then Corrie Boom, as a Christian, he speak. Seminar after seminar, he speak. And eventually, after a seminar, someone, a guy, came to her and says, Indeed, God's grace is amazing to us, and He extend the hand to Tinboom. And as Tinboom lifts up his/her eyes toward His mind, flashes of memory came back in the night she because this guy is the one who molested them. This guy is the one who abused them. This guy is the one who just do evil things for them. And in his heart, bagu pa about the Christian truth about loving. In his heart, when he saw this person, there's a struggle. And he said this word. His hand was thrust out to shake mine. And this person, who abused her, shaking hands. His hand was thrust out to shake mine. And I, who had preached so often to the people of the need to forgive, keep my hand at my side. So imagine this guy says, and next his head. Even as the angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me, there's there's a struggle, there's an angry thoughts. And he I saw the sin of them and said, Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. It's not easy. As he saw this person, it's something boils within him as hatred. That's abuse. And he, she struggled. And in the next verse, he said, I tried to smile. Do you piki mo smile? Do you I tried to smile. I struggled to raise my hand. I could not. I felt nothing. Not the slightest spark of warmth or charity or love. No, there's no love. And she struggled and she struggled and she struggled. How can I forgive? And next he said, And so again I breathed a silent prayer. Jesus, I cannot forgive him. He cried in that moment. Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. And he cried and he cried. Listen. I'm not saying forgiveness is easy, guys. Some of you have deepest pain, and it's hard because it brings so much emotion. But Corrie Ten Boom realized he was, she was abused. And he struggled to forgive this person. He cried, Jesus, give me your forgiveness. And he, as he fixed on Jesus' forgiveness toward her sin, as he fixed on cry and cried and asked God for help, this is what she said next. I took his hand. The most incredible thing happened as I took his hand. From my shoulder along my arm and through my hand, a current, a strength, something, a current stream seemed to pass from me to him while into my heart sprung a love for this stranger that almost overwhelmed me. Imagine, as he decided, he said, I cannot forgive, but he decided and I asked Jesus, there's just a power running through her hands towards this person. And there's an overwhelming love towards this person. And next verse it says, And so I discovered that it is not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on His. When He tells us to love our enemies, He gives along the command, the love itself. When Jesus says love your enemies, it, means, it doesn't mean it's your love, it's His love through you. And Boom says, at that moment, I experienced His love when I trust in Jesus. See, tonight, is there someone you need to forgive? As you are listening in this message, is there someone that pops up that you need to call, you need to talk, you need to come and say, I cannot forgive you on my own, but because Jesus loves me and Jesus forgives me, I, I forgive you. It could be closest up, it, it could be closest to you. In this message, here's my encouragement to you. By God's grace, make a decision tonight to forgive that person. You cannot do it on your own, but you need to trust Jesus. Lord, enable me to forgive the pain. Because as long as you are avoiding that person, you are actually in prison. You're not free. And Jesus gives you that forgiveness. As He enabled Corinth Boom So first thing you need to do, love your enemies. Forgive them. Be merciful towards them. Second, let's go back to the verse. Can we do it? This last now, okay? Can we read it again? Love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. So now you see Jesus do good to them and lend them without expecting anything back. In other words, you give and you don't give just because they can give you back. This is the world, okay? I help you, you can help me, okay? That's the world. That's the motivation of the world. I'm helping other people so that when I have a need, they help me, but that's not the Christian motivation. I do good to you in spite of, even though you don't do good to me, I will do good to you. That's a Christian. And that's being a merciful person. Let me give you a story about this. Doing good to people means helping them. It's not enough to say God bless you. When you have the ability to help them in terms of financial, in terms of physical, you help them without expecting in return. That's being merciful. Not just forgiveness, you help them. You give them your money. When God blesses you so much, you extend the generosity on other people. In fact, Poe said that if you are stealing, don't steal. Work hard. For yourself, no, work hard so that you have the capacity to help other people as well. It's not just for you. It's for other people. That's being merciful. You help people in need. Second is that to do good means to invest your time. Because listen, let me tell you, people are lonely and some people didn't need time to talk. Let me close this story. Uh, a story of a pastor in New York and as he was so tired after the preaching, after the ministry, after the counseling, he goes out in the church and he sit down in the church. So imagine, he sits down outside his church after he preached about loving Jesus, about Jesus Christ. He sit down and he sees as he sit down, a homeless man, a homeless man, can a bigger no kayo? A homeless man sit down, diling anikado layo layo gamay, okay imagine, okay? says, the Pastor, ah, oh, geja. And then he watched this loneless man and when he watched this homeless man, the eye of the homeless man and his eye met and there's a spark. I'm just kidding. They just meet, okay? It's just me. And in his, in his mind, he said, oh man, another homeless man. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm not saying I'm allergic to homeless man. He said, I'm just so tired. And this homeless guy, look at him and get up from his seat towards the pastor. And the pastor said, My goodness, I'm so tired, okay? And this homeless guy sat down Where's the pastor. And then the homeless guy, according to the pastor in his story, this homeless guy, my goodness, my friend. And the smell of this guy coming toward him is just the pastor said, whenever he spoke to this person, as he spoke, how are you? He would come here because he cannot advance the penitence of the smell, okay? sa pa English ato, okay? Dili smell, him, how are you? And he's just, because it's just so smelly. And then the homeless man says, you know, I'm, I came here just to talk to you. And as he said this word, ang Pastor, okay, I have a money here, I have a few dollars, I can give this few dollars to you. You know, just buy whatever you need. And the homeless guy says, Sir, Pastor, I did not come for those dollars. And the pastor says, Why why did you talk to me? I says, I come because I hear you preaching about Jesus. And he said, as you talk about Jesus, I am so intrigued that I need Jesus in my life that if I don't trust, if you don't lead me how to trust in Jesus, I will die. I'm a homeless person. I will die. See, teach me. Jesus. I don't need money. I need Jesus at this moment in my life. And the pastor just... You imagine the pastor The pastor just cried. The pastor said, God... Imagine the pastor crying. He says, God, forgive me. Forgive me for shoving away this person. Because that's the way we do. When a homeless person wala time and comfortable kayo. That's the way Para na you just give money and get out, right? But he realized, and Jesus rebuked him at that moment. He said, Jesus, you know, don't, don't throw them away. Extend your help to them. At that moment, he repented. and and, and he cried. And this homeless person that's This homeless person at a Why do you cry, Pastor? And he just cried and he cry cried and they cried together. Okay? Imagine the pastor is crying and the homeless man says, <laughs> and they cried together and they hugged together and the pastor hugged together and they hugged together and the pastor said, the smelly, smelly, smelly things does not smell anymore. Because my heart has been filled with the love of Jesus and is a hug, and he led them to Christ. And later on, this pastor, uh, this homeless guy, as sa pastor, and pagkawaman, he becomes the janitor in the church. And as a janitor in the church, he grow, he was discipled, and then eventually he gave his testimony in the church how God saved him from a homeless guy. And as, as he gave his testimony, being a homeless, this pastor spots some gifts to And as the homeless guy giving, he's not homeless anymore. He's serving the church. He says, this person can be a pastor. And that person, eventually, years gone by, become a pastor. Is one of the pastors in New York right now. And the outreaches of New York. And that story is a story of Pastor Jim Simbala in the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church. Because that's being merciful. Church, grow point about, let me tell you this. Imagine if the world is merciful. Imagine if all of us here are merciful. What the world could look like in our world. Can we just bow down and pray? God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for reminding us that blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain mercy, to show mercy. God, honestly, in myself, Sometimes I've been too busy looking for myself, thinking about myself, thinking about what I can do, but sometimes I forgot to think for other people as well. Because I have so many excuses, Lord. Lord, forgive us for withholding the mercy that You have given to us through Christ Jesus. Enable us to repent from our sin and and pause in our busyness of life in our pursuit of life, and think about the people who are outcast. Think about the people who are neglected, forgotten in the society around us. These people are struggling, broken, in need, hopeless, desperate, depressed. Many people are hurting around us, God. And sometimes we don't see that need because we are so overwhelmed about our needs. Ourselves, in fact, we're not really that because you meet our needs as we seek first your kingdom. So enable us, Lord, to repent from our sin, God. Personally, I want to repent from my sin. Forgive me, Lord. For all of us here who have sinned, who have been convicted, Lord, give us the grace to repent, to change our ways, to follow your ways, the ways of the upside down. You know, just bow down your head. I just want to ask you a few questions. If you're here tonight and the Lord has been convicting your heart about forgiveness, because there's someone in your life that you need to forgive, and the Lord... If you've been convicted right now in your heart, it's God speaking to you, not me. It's the Spirit of God connecting in your heart, saying it's time to let go. It's time to forgive. Focus on my forgiveness. If that is your prayer tonight, that you want to let go of that grudge, let go of that hate, let go of that things in your heart that poisons your soul, that is your prayer I would like to pray for you just raise up your hand and say that's me Pastor Mike I want to make a decision tonight to forgive someone God bless you anyone else? God bless you God bless you there's one you need to forgive and you need to make the decision of forgiveness right now raise up your hand immediately we will help you we will pray after this service we will help you and we will pray for you because this is a serious decision you need to make just acknowledge yourself and say, that's me. I want to make this decision. I want to forgive this person because it's, it's, it's a struggle in my heart right now. I want to let it go and just give it to the Lord. If that is your prayer, just raise up your hand and we will pray for you. Thank you. Father God, I pray for the people who raised their hands, who, who need to make decisions to forgive, to let go of that grudge, to let go of that hate, to let go of that anything that would destroy a relationship. They cannot; They are not able on their own, but Lord, thank you that the grace of God and your love will enable us to love our enemies. Right now, give them the heart to trust in you, to surrender and to focus on the forgiveness they have received in you, Lord. Enable them by your Spirit to forgive someone tonight. This night is a night of victory. This night is a night of a new start. This night is a new night. It's a fresh night. Let go of that bitterness. Let go of that hatred. Let go of the things that pull us down in our walk with you. Enable us, Lord, tonight. And for some of us here who doesn't struggle with that, but we need to show mercy. We need to take time to invest other people and just show mercy. Enable us to be like that as well. Help us not to be self-focused. Enable us, give us grace. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. God bless you. By the way, if... Well, like, closing song, ah. Huh? If you made a decision tonight and you need prayer, please tell someone because we will be praying for you. Okay. God bless you, everybody. Okay. Thank you so much. By the way, na mga discussion. If you wanna stay and discuss with the group, na mga discussion question ng Flash. And uh, you can have a group and just talk about this message, how to practically apply it in your heart as well.